Welcome to The Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today our text is from 2 Samuel chapter 17. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. I will come upon him while he is weary and discouraged, and throw him into a panic, and all the people who are with him will flee. I will strike down only the king, and I will bring all the people back to you as a bride comes home to her husband. You seek the life of only one man, and all the people will be at peace. And the advice seemed right in the eyes of Absalom and all the elders of Israel. Then Absalom said, Call Hushai the archite also, and let us hear what he has to say. And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom said to him, Thus has Ahithophel spoken. Shall we do as he says? If not, you speak. And Hushai said to Absalom, This time the counsel that Ahithophel has given is not good. Hushai said, You know that your father and his men are mighty men, and that they are enraged like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. Besides, your father is expert in war. He will not spend the night with the people. Behold, even now he has hidden himself in one of the pits or in some other place. And as soon as some of the people fall at the first attack, whoever hears it will say, There has been a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. Then even the valiant men, whose heart is like the heart of a lion, will utterly melt with fear. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man, and that those who are with him are valiant. But my counsel is that all Israel be gathered to you, from Dan to Beersheba, as the sand by the sea for multitude, and that you go to battle in person. So we shall come upon him in some place where he is to be found, and we shall light upon him as dew falls on the ground, and of him and all the men with him not one will be left. If he withdraws into a city, then all Israel will bring ropes to that city, and we shall drag it into the valley until not even a pebble is to be found there. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The counsel of Hushai the archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel. For Yahweh had ordained to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel, so that Yahweh might bring harm upon Absalom. Then Hushai said to Zadok and Abiathar the priests, Thus and so did Ahithophel counsel Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and so have I counseled. Now therefore send quickly and tell David, Do not stay tonight at the fords of the wilderness, but by all means pass over, lest the king and all the people who are with him be swallowed up. Now Jonathan and Ahamaz were waiting at Enrog. A female servant was to go and tell them, and they were to go and tell King David, but they were not to be seen entering the city. But a young man saw them and told Absalom. So both of them went away quickly and came to the house of a man at Baharim, who had a well in his courtyard, and they went down into it. And the woman took and spread a covering over the well's mouth and scattered grain on it, and nothing was known of it. When Absalom's servants came to the woman at the house, they said, Where are Ahamaz and Jonathan? The woman said to them, They have gone over the brook of water. And when they had sought and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. After they had gone, the men came up out of the well and went and told King David. They said to David, Arise and go quickly over the water, for thus and so has Ahithophel counseled against you. And David arose and all the people who were with him, and they crossed the Jordan. By daybreak, not one was left who had not crossed the Jordan. 
When Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his donkey and went off home to his own city. He set his house in order and hanged himself, and he died and was buried in the tomb of his father. Then David came to Mahanaim, and Absalom crossed the Jordan with all the men of Israel. Now Absalom had set Amasa over the son over the army instead of Joab. Amasa was the son of a man named Ithra the Ishmaelite, who had married Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zariah, Joab's mother. And Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead. When David came to Mahanaim, Shobi the son of Nahash from Rabbah of the Ammonites, and Machir the son of Amiel from Lodabar, and Barzillai the Gileadite from Rogalim, brought beds, basins, and earthen vessels, wheat, barley, flour, parched grain, beans, and lentils, honey, and curds, and sheep, and cheese from the herd, for David and the people with him to eat. For they said, The people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. This is the word of the Lord. I'm going to start actually with the subtitle that is in my Bible. It's called Hushai Saves David. That's what they titled this chapter. It's important for you to know as you read God's word that the subtitles aren't actually a part of God's word. The subtitles have been added in by editors in the recent generations. Um, whenever a new Bible is printed, the editors can choose uh, to change those things. Publishing houses have that authority. So if you're using the ESV text as we are in the LCMS, that comes, I believe, the publisher's crossway. Uh, if you're using NIV, the publisher is Zondervan. Uh, you can find who the publisher is, and the, these, these subtitles come from them. So just as the numbering even in Scripture isn't original to the, the Hebrew and Greek Old Testament and New Testament, uh, but were added in, verses and chapters were added in, and I want to say it was the 17th century by a Frenchman. Uh, his name's Robert Etienne. So stick to the text. Um, I don't believe the title Hushai Saves David is all that helpful here. God is working through Hushai. God is the one who is saving David. Uh, and that God saves David would be a much better headline for us. But anyway, the actual text that we have to look at, Ahithophel gives counsel that Absalom would stay home and that Ahithophel would go into battle. This had recently gotten David into trouble in his life, as we saw just a few chapters before. Hushai is going to counter that and take Absalom into battle with his counsel. So we see that difference. And you're going to, really this, this chapter brings about the fight of the counselors, Ahithophel and Hushai, and also the conclusion of it, as we, we get the death of Ahithophel right here already. Absalom, after hearing Ahithophel's advice, which was to take a, a smaller portion of the army and just isolate David and kill only David, Absalom gives the order to murder his dad. That's an intense part to this text, without a doubt. As Hushai is brought in to give counsel, he gives a different counsel. He warns of David's mighty nature and that Absalom knows of it. You know. And not only Absalom knows, 
as he says down in verse 11. 10, sorry. All Israel knows that your father is a mighty man and that the men with him are valiant men. So the argument from Hushai is 12,000 is not going to be enough. Let's gather together the entire army of Israel and crush them at the same time. Now, gathering the entire army would have taken a little bit more time, even for the people at the northern end of the, the territory to get there, uh, for example, would take longer than if Ahithophel had had the go-ahead to go take just the 12,000. So in the, the contest here between the two for Absalom's favor, we get that note in verse 14 that Yahweh had plotted this. Yahweh has ordained this to defeat Ahithophel's good counsel and bring about harm on Absalom. God has given authority to the king, and Absalom has rejected that authority. He's rebelled against it, and so God is going to deal with Absalom in this way. Then we get the, the messengers that Hushai sends, the sons of the priests, Ahamaz and Jonathan, going to take the word to David of what's about to happen so that David can cross the Jordan River and get to a place that's safer. Um, and we get this account of them getting hidden in a well, which isn't unlike the account that we have of Rahab um, previously in the Old Testament, hiding the spies on her roof. So the idea of, of protecting your neighbor shows up here. That's something you can talk about with your family, as, uh, your children. Uh, what are some ways that we can care for our neighbor? How can we protect them from harm? Could be a useful conversation. Um, the neighbor, even who your neighbor is, you might think of the, the classmate at school who's getting uh, bullied by someone. That's an example of a neighbor that we could help protect. So have those kinds of conversations together. Verse 23, we get the demise of Ahithophel. This is quite sad and tragic. Um, as we learned earlier of Ahithophel, that his counsel was essentially as though it came from God himself. That's how high of regard David and Absalom had for him. And so for his, his first counsel to be rejected, to result in his, his suicide, something's, something's a little off here for Ahithophel. Um, he looks at this and believes the king no longer trusts him. Um, this is a difficult conversation around suicide. If you don't want to deal with this one with your children, that's understandable. If you do, one of the ways to approach it might be to look at, at where Absalom, where Ahithophel was placing his trust. Who did, Ab, who did Ahithophel entrust with his life? What did he value in his life? Who's... Whose respect, whose adoration mattered to Ahithophel above all else? That's a difficult conversation to, to again have, but Ahithophel here values the king, Absalom, above all else, and Absalom's rejection of him, even just this one time, is overwhelming, and Ahithophel can't stand it. We are to place our trust 
in God. We are to place our hope in the Lord and not in the, the kings of this world or the things of this life. So that's a lesson that can be taken from this and learned. In verse 24, we have David crossing over to Mahanaim. We've seen Mahanaim back in chapter 2. It's where Ishbosheth had set up his, his reign for a brief period of a couple of years. It's east of the Jordan River and just on the southern bank of the Javik River. So David has crossed the Jordan with all of his men, and now we see Absalom crossing over as well. Uh, we're getting the stages are set for a battle here coming. We get this family relation in verse 25. Amasa is the new commander for Absalom. And so what's the relationship? Well, we almost have to walk back from verse 26. Joab's mother is Zariah. Zariah is David's sister, so we bear that in mind. Joab was his nephew. So Zariah is David's sister. And now we have Nahash as the sister of Zariah. That means that Nahash is also a sister of David. And now we have Abigail, uh, daughter of Nahash. So that makes her David's niece. And then Amasa is married to Abigail. So his nephew-in-law, nephew by marriage, is the one who is now reigning over his army, really, and it's still David's army. He's still the king of Israel, even though they don't recognize that at the moment. As you come to the last paragraph for the day, we have a different Nahash than was just mentioned in verse 25. So verse 25 and 27, those are not the same Nahash. The one is the sister of David. Uh, the other is from the Ammonite people, an entirely different nation. And so, again, different groups. We have Nahash, Makir, and Barzillai that all bring really gifts of nurture and nourishment for David and for the people who are there gathered together. They bring good gifts to help give them rest and help them prepare for the time that is ahead. So that's a beneficial, a helpful thing uh, that comes the provision of the Lord for David, whereas the Lord stands against Absalom. And we'll see the result tomorrow.